Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the topic of my last episode. And if you were unable to join me and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when the podcast has been uploaded, please like and subscribe. So today I wanted to share some tips from a few of my guests that I found helpful for my own business and I have implemented or begun the planning of how I can do so. And I wanted to share with you this information to show some examples of expertise that can help you as well. So the first guest that I wanted to share about is a bookkeeper who has learned how to get her business operating without her so she can take time off without worry. Her episode, How to Take a Vacation from Your Business, is full of tips to help you learn to set up a process in your company to allow you to take a break. She mentioned the book, Clockwork, which I then read, and I am planning to implement the strategy so I can become unnecessary in my own business, and I can then leave the running of the company to my staff so they can handle everything. As entrepreneurs, we often work long hours, but things in life come up and we need to be free to take time off without being concerned about what could happen while we're away. What are some of the steps you need to take to prepare your company for you not being available? So, I mean, you were talking about investing in yourself and then investing in team, right? So how do they go about, if they haven't even hired someone yet, finding that ideal team member and that whole process, because that might scare some people too. Like no one's going to do it as well as me, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, that is kind of maybe that mental block for them too. But how would you help them in that area? Sure. Well, there's a, there's a couple components to that. One would be the systems that you're going to put in place when, mm-hmm. when we talk technology. And the other would be getting, getting to 
a mindset of, again, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. Do you want this business to rely on you completely? And do you want to have this be your legacy? Or is this just a job to make some income for a few years and then you're done? And so one of the things that Mike Michalowicz talks about, um, and I've made my own sort of um, forms of this over the years, is creating a, a what I do every day. Mm-hmm. And getting so, so, so detailed and getting into, you know, down to responded to employee regarding Slack, jumped into my email, responded to client, went into QuickBooks and did this for an hour, um, got interrupted by a phone call from this and, you know, put together a lead magnet, went on a networking call. Every single thing that you do, you write out and how much mm-hmm. time it takes you. And then you go with the next step to say, what are the things that I don't need to be doing? Right. What are the things that I like in the very beginning? What do I feel? What do I feel comfortable passing on? How, how do I feel about each of these tasks? I think that's a really important thing. Um, You know, for, for us, like we're, we're, we don't want to just be workers. We're not just looking for a paycheck. We want to do what we enjoy doing. Um, I actually added another category. How much emotional energy does this task take from me? Mm -hmm. And so then you start going through that list of, okay, what can I delegate right away? And you build that, that list. And I think it's really, really important to do that before you even think about hiring that first person. Um, You know, a lot of people think I just need another me. And that's not necessarily the case. (laughs) Right. Um, you might say, oh, I just need, I, I need an admin or, um, you know, whatever it may be. But in, in so many cases, maybe you need a social media person. If that's where you're getting your income from and you want to expand on that and it's a time suck for you. Um, maybe you need an operations manager to really, really run the show. That might be a little further down the line. Um, but maybe at this point, you just need a VA. Now, some people I hear sort of think that a VA is like the be all end all of, of this is what you need to hire first. That's not necessarily the case for me. I hired a bookkeeper first to start taking some of the weight off of me. It's not as scary as it sounds. The next helpful information that she shared is on the topic of investing in yourself, your team and technology. What does this actually mean? Listen to hear her recommendations. So you've talked a lot in the last few minutes too about the different things that you did, you know, to be able to take these vacations. And so someone's listening is like, great, like I want to be able to do that, but I wear like 20 hats for my company or clients are going to expect to be able to reach me. And I think even if I take vacation, I'm still going to be working. Like, so what are the things that you would tell entrepreneurs that they should be investing in so that they can take that vacation? Uh, Absolutely. So I think that, um, you know, I sort of umbrella it under three different topics, which would be investing in yourself, investing in your team and investing in technology. Mm -hmm. It's all, all three of those things are just, are, are so important and you do need to make an investment, an investment in money and investment in time, because none Mm -hmm. of these things are going to happen on their own. And we all think that we don't have enough time to invest more time to build our business. 
right? We're so stuck in working in our business Mm -hmm. that we're just doing, 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 we're putting out fires, we're fixing this, we're fixing that, that we don't think that we have the time to step back and look at the big picture and say, what does my business need? And, and so to invest that money, invest that time is going to work out in the long run. It's not, it's not a quick overnight fix. There's no quick overnight fix to be able to, to take a vacation. Um, but in terms of investing in yourself, um, I always, I, I love coaching. I mean, we just talked about, you know, my coach, her name is Lisa Campbell. Um, and you know, as you know, she's just, she's phenomenal. And she was the right fit for me at the right time. Right. So there's so many coaches out there. Some are great. Some are not. Some you fit with, some you don't. Some are the right timing and some are not. So you really need to dial in on what it is that you actually need right now and where you are in your business. And you want to be able to connect with a coach that A, you connect with just personally And be someone who's going to meet you where you're at. So I really say you need to, you need to put that investment and you're going to have sticker shock if you've never hired a coach before. Um, But if you find the right one, then you're going to make that money back over and over and over again. The next guest I want to share is an attorney who changed her focus to coach others to be able to scale their businesses. Jennifer Germain discussed scaling to be a visionary in the interview that I did with her. Her first tip is understanding the perspective of the employees to understand why they did something the way they did. Well, and I think there's sometimes this tension between bringing someone in and showing them how to do the work, right? If you had to even just said, I'm going to show them, you know, what to do, but also on the other side, allowing them to maybe find their way of doing it, as long as it still comes out the right way, right? They might have a different perspective or how to do it. So I guess balancing what is the right way as the CEO of the company, making sure things are being done, but allowing them some freedom in that position. Yeah, you're completely right. I realized pretty soon, instead of just instantly trying to go to a judgment, like a control perfectionist will go into judgment first. Like, why did they do that? Mm -hmm. The beauty was saying like, why did you do that? And getting Mm -hmm. really curious about things is like, let me see what you're seeing through your eyes. And then I can help attune you to my eyes so we can be seeing and working for the business. It's almost as if this is something that I love to do as a practice. I see my team as we're all in our different pods, but then there's like this sacred like circle of the business. Mm-hmm. And when we all think that we're either pouring into the business or the business is taking away from us, you can start to look at things differently. Like here's the sacred circle of the business. How are you contributing? And let me see through your eyes, like what you're feeling like you're contributing in and where do you feel like the business is taking from you? Like you're not being right. received. Mm-hmm. And it required me to really get very unguarded and receptive with my employees to figure out what's going on for you. I'm curious. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's very helpful. Another tip that I wanted to share that we discussed was getting out of your comfort zone. I think sometimes we just need encouragement to step out of the box and and get out of our own comfort zone to really expound on that vision that we have and what we need to share. Because like you said, I mean, it could be scary or we're thinking, you know, we might be judged or whatever that might be, Um, but getting comfortable being uncomfortable, I think is something we have to be 
able to deal with, right? It's a practice. As a coach used to say to me, like, you have to honor the open loops, the messy mm -hmm. middles, like the place where it doesn't make sense. Because I'll share from my perspective, Candy, and maybe you have something like this. Every time I get pulled in the direction of how my message should come out into the world right behind it is the message this does not make any sense for you <laughs> so i'm like oh my gosh shut down right that's my message like this feels really wild and crazy this does not make any sense and that's the part of me trying to shut down because it seems so bold and adventurous for the next journey forward but i know that about myself and it's a practice to see like okay that's another sign i really desire to resist this to lean mm -hmm. into it and for people People to get used to that inside themselves to realize there is going to be a like a glaring stop sign that tries to keep you right. away from your path. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was funny because most of what I'm doing now was never on my radar of what to do. You know, I'm actually an introvert and shy and that whole thing, you know, and I was just doing the accounting, bookkeeping, you know, all the number stuff. And then people would say, you know, you really should share this information in a newsletter. I was like, oh, people might not want to read that, but okay, I'll start a newsletter. And I had a blog and now I do video blogs. And then someone asked me to do a podcast. And so now it's been three years since I've had the podcast. And now someone reached out to me a couple months ago about writing a course that we're going to videotape that they're going to end up marketing. Like all these things that have come along are things I probably wouldn't have done on my own if someone hadn't suggested or asked me, you know, to do it because that just wasn't what I wanted to do. But as I do it, like right now, I love doing these interviews because I've got experts sharing their tips with entrepreneurs and my goal is to help entrepreneurs be successful, right? So actually stepping out of that comfort zone, doing this podcast and other things is really meeting that goal I have of helping those entrepreneurs. The third guest that I want to highlight is Blaine Olkers on the subject of the 30-minute hour. He talks about getting a habit formed in 21 seconds, not 21 days. You may wonder how that's possible. Listen to his explanation on this tip. It seems like such a short amount of time, 21 seconds, right? You know, like if it's something... Obviously we have to get dressed every day. We have to make something to eat every day. We have to like, those are kind of things that you just kind of have to do anyway. Um, but what if it's something that is, you know, someone wants to exercise more consistently and they say, you know, it takes 21 days to build that habit. So how is it only 21 seconds? Okay, so let, let's break this down a little bit here. And so now actually science, so we can get into a lot of science. I, I usually just like to do things that are very practical that you just try it and you know it works. Mm -hmm. But science like brain science and neuropathways and things like that, actually physically in your brain, it takes about 60 days to wire a habit so that it happens automatically kind of on its own without any willpower. So we're gonna hack the system here. Uh, and, and there's three parts uh, to this uh, 21 second habit, a uh, little acronym I, I say uh, L, L-U-L, which, you know, stands for lots of love if you're texting that, but, but L-U-L, uh, we're going to, we're going to, let me break this down with a couple of stories. So the first one is my wife, Beth, uh, 
Uh, luckily, this is past tense, but she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. And so the doctor said, look, here is this headache log, and I need you to fill it out every day. Like, what, what's the weather like? What, what triggers could you have had? What did you, what foods did you eat? What's the barometric pressure? You know, mm -hmm. all these different things um, so sh to, to track these migraines. And so she would fill it out for a couple of days, then forget to do it. Then she would lose the log, and then she'd have mm -hmm. a migraine. Then I'd ask her about the log, bad move. Uh, I learned very quickly, no questions during migraine time. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but anyway, one night I was watching her brush her teeth. And, and that's when I realized, well, wait a second, she's a habit master at brushing her teeth, just like I am. And so what we did is we took the headache log and we put it underneath the toothbrush and the toothpaste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then she went 90 days in a row of filling it out, never losing it. She knew where it was by the first L, the first key in the L-U-L is linking. So, so this idea that what the first part of the hack is, is habit linking. So you link the new habit to a habit that you're already a habit master at. Like for example, my wife brushing her teeth, right? Mm -hmm. um, so so the, in habit linking, um, you can create that new habit really almost instantly, right? Less than 21 seconds. Um, but let me talk about the second part. So, so then I said, okay, I want to create some new habits. And in the introduction, you talked about one of my habits, uh, now I have a document, maybe I'm up to about 1,560 days in a row, but there were two things that I wanted to do every morning. I wanted to do my Bible app, but then I also wanted to take a mind shower, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so a lot of people take a physical shower every day, but I realized that I needed to like wash my mind out with social media, news media, people, my, you know, even family and friends, they don't know what a chief results officer is. I mean, you just have a lot of head trash. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to take that out every morning. And so I thought, okay, what can I habit link this, this new habit to something I do every day, uh, you know, in the morning, no willpower required, I don't have to remember to do it. And for me, what it was, was the cell phone was my cell phone. So my smartphone, sometimes the alarm is going off on it. But the first thing I do in the morning is I look at my cell phone, because I want to know like, what's happened? What emails did I have? What orders have come in? Have my kids texted, texted me? My, my son lives in Denmark right now. A lot of times he'll oh, wow. text me during the nighttime. But I I have all these things that that uh, that I want to do, uh, and so what I did is I, I took my phone and I moved all the apps off the homepage, and I just put those two apps, the Bible app and an app called Headspace. That's what I use for the mind shower. And so when I opened my phone, I would see those things. And then the second part, the U in the L U L stands for urge, and you need to surf the urge to want to do something to give you the power and the energy to do the habit. So for me, like I have this desire, I really want to see all these things on my phone, right? And I surf that urge, that desire, use that energy to get in there and do the Bible app and to do the mind shower. Now, you know, I like a 10 minute mind shower, but if I'm short on time, I'll do a three minute one, right? Mm -hmm. But I've done that every single day for 1500 plus days in a row, because it's automatic. I always look at my phone, no willpower required. I have it linked it to something that happens without me having to worry about it. Uh, and then I surf that urge, that desire to do it. And then the last L is leverage, right? And so leverage is another thing that helps you to kind of anchor in the new habit. And so you can get leverage on yourself through pain or pleasure, like through 
um, like penalties or right. rewards, right? And so, for example, like if you use something that tracks the streak, once you get like three or four days in a row, you have a little psychological leverage on yourself because you don't want to break the chain, right? You don't want to not, uh, you know, to, to lose your streak, right? So, so there's kind of a little reward psychologically to keep it going. Or you can say, if I do this new habit for a full week, I'm going to get this little reward. If I do it for a month, you know, I'm going to buy this new thing I want, right? So you can give yourself rewards. And then on the flip side, you know, you can have an account ability partner or, or mm -hmm. have some kind of penalty if if you don't do it right you know so there's some kind of leverage on yourself uh you, you know my wife knows i don't like to wash the big garbage cans outside so she'll say look if you don't get that done you have to wash the garbage cans outside and mm -hmm. then if she really wants me to do it she says if you don't get that done you have to go wash the neighbor's garbage cans and like oh. i'm not touching the neighbor's garbage can so i'm getting that thing done um mm -hmm. you know so, so anyway you can have kind of have a little bit of a uh, a uh, fun with it uh, and have some accountability but there it is. So it's habit linking, then it's surfing an urge, uh, and then it's it's leverage. And when you combine those things, uh, then you can create new habits instantly. Like I said, twenty one in twenty one seconds. His second piece of advice is to move away from multitasking and focus on only one thing at a time. The the focus part is you become a tasking master. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is there's three types of tasking, single, multi, and batch. And so I get the most 30 minute hours from single tasking. Now, single tasking is where it's some job that only you can do. Um, like for me, I, I have to write articles for mastermind groups. And so writing the article, I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in just 30 minutes if I will go into single task mode, meaning I shut down all the browser windows and everything. I just have the one that I'm typing in. My phone is in airplane mode. My door is shut, you know, and I am the whole world is 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 pushed out uh, and I am focused in on just that one thing. Uh, and that that will bring you a 30 minute hour. Now, sometimes I get this the, the monkey mind and some ideas will come into me during my single focus time. But I just I have a piece of scrap paper. I'll write that idea quickly, put it aside for later. Uh, so I capture it, but I get right back to what I'm doing. So that single focused, that single mindedness that uh, that can generate a lot of 30 minute hours. Would you like to be able to travel the world and work from anywhere? Do you wonder if it's possible? I talked to Desmond Dixon on the subject of how to run a company while traveling the world. Listen to some of his experiences and what he's learned about being in different locations and managing his schedule. So obviously we're still entrepreneurs. We're running our business. You can't completely leave it behind. Even if you have an operator, obviously you still need to be involved. So why don't you mention some of the things that you recommend in terms of controlling your schedule, you know, or making sure you're efficient or, you know, having habits in place that you, you know, make sure you're doing certain things. Like what can you give as tips in that area? Yeah. My biggest mistake so far on the trip was uh, not understanding the time zone jumping aspect mm -hmm. of it. Right. Like I'm, I very underestimated the amount of stress, the time zone jumping, jumping put on my body on my mm -hmm. team and on my performance, and then also on the cadence of my business, because your business results are usually the person at the top, right? Usually, right? Most businesses. Right. And so I almost had a panic attack, Candy, like, because mm -hmm. I was like on calls until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. Now I don't, now I don't get off, I get off calls about midnight, right? Like, right. and I choose that because I like to, you know, go to bed by two, but if you finish your work by two, you're not going straight to bed, like you're up. Right. <laughs> you're, you're up thinking your about stuff. So like, 
Yeah, your brain's still going. So it'd be like four o'clock in the morning and then I'll sleep until noon. And then I'm like, man, I just missed half the day and you feel behind and like now you're in this right. loop. So I'm a big fan of consolidating your calendar. So for me, I'm gonna give you some tips that really help me like triple my business. Like my business is pumping right now. Um, and that's been um, consolidating all of my calls into two days. So I'm only on calls Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Every now and then, if it's a VIP, a VIP uh, connection, I'll take a call on a Monday or Thursday, but I leave Mondays and Thursdays for deep work days. And I also leave my mornings open. So if you're coming to Europe, which most people do want to come to Europe when they slow travel or, or travel in general, I would say leave your morning until 4 p.m. Just you, adventure, explore, because you get the sunshine and you get to have all the food and go to all the cafes and the restaurant. And you can enjoy where you are. And then you can start to work at starting at four. And I usually end at max midnight on Tuesdays and Wednesdays only. Right. And then Mondays and Thursdays are my deep work days. So I get to not work in my business those days. I get to work on the business. So like reading, networking, whatever on Mondays and Thursdays. And then Fridays are my play days. Like I don't do, I, I just have fun and I enjoy myself. And obviously Saturday and Sunday, I like to work personally and create stuff. So I sometimes might work, I go to a cafe, but um, it's my choice. It's any, anything, I call it anything goes time. It could be adventuring, it could be working. But I think the biggest difference that really helped me in the last 45 days, came, I went from losing 40% of my revenue because I'm like, I lost a, uh, I lost a client to tripling my revenue in 45 days, making this one little hack, right? Like, cause I consolidated my energy, my focus and my will, like I felt better. I was more vibrant right. on calls. I was more focused. So that's my biggest, my biggest, my biggest tip is the time zone. Next, he shares what he means about slow and fast travel and how to enjoy where you are while running your company. What would be your tips and tricks to help them still do what they really want to do and enjoy it in the less amount of time that they have? So if you're running a business, if you're fast traveling, I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be almost impossible to do it hmm. while you run your business. So you need to have a great operator. Um, even as I'm slow traveling, uh, I try not to work so much as, as bad as that sounds. Like I try to like be as efficient as possible, consolidate mm -hmm. calls on one certain days because you want to enjoy what you're seeing. Right. Um, but fast travel, I would say at least spend, to be honest, at least two weeks per place to really like enjoy it on a very deep level. Cause you don't want to feel rushed or FOMO or, right. you know, sometimes the weather's bad. So you might mm -hmm. catch like a bad week and you have your trip is, is burnt. So, um, I would say at least spend two weeks. I think that the slow travel still in my opinion better because you can have a home base and mm -hmm. go see multiple different places from that home base. So right now we're in Qatar, like we can go to Albania, we can go to all these different beach towns and cities. Like when we go to Italy, we're going to have a base and we're going to like, we have a base in um, uh, right next to uh, Positano and we're going to go see Capri and Amalfi and all these different places. Nice. Then when we go to Sicily, we're going to have a base and see all these different places. So I'm a big fan of slow travel because it allows you to see more places at your own right. pace. Um, but, but fast uh, or slow travel, but for fast travel, um, you need to have a great operator for your business. And um, I would see as many places as you can at two weeks at a time, probably for a two to three month period. So I think after three months, you get burnt out fast traveling because you also need planes and trains right. and going to hotels and logging. You got to go through laundry service. So it, it can get pretty tiring fast traveling. So I think mm -hmm. three months max of fast traveling is probably the best. 
Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode helpful. There are so many great tips from experts shared in my podcast, and these are just a few. So be sure to go back and listen to the full episodes of those I featured here, as well as others on topics that you will find will help you be successful. And as always, if you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to send us a message at media at abandp.com. And I hope you can join me for my next episode. And please remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.